garden, the grass uncut these days. But the lights of an illuminated American flag were still right there in the front window. They were the lights of a patriot, and they still shone defiantly, just as if he were still here. Mikey would have liked that. We all stopped for a few moments, and then we climbed the little flight of steps and knocked on the door. She was pretty, the lady who answered the door, long, dark hair, her eyes already brimming with tears. His mother. She knew I'd been the last person to see him alive, and she stared up at me with a look of such profound sadness it damn near broke me in half, and said quietly, thank you for coming. I somehow replied, it's because of your son that I'm standing here. As we all walked inside, I looked straight at the hall table, and on it was a large framed photograph of a man looking straight at me, half grinning. And there was Mikey all over again, and I could hear his mom saying, he didn't suffer, did he? Please tell me he didn't suffer. I had to wipe the sleeve of my jacket across my eyes before I answered that, but I did answer. No, Maureen, he didn't. He died instantly. I had told her what she'd asked me to tell her. That kind of tactical response was turning out to be essential equipment for the lone survivor. I tried to tell her of her son's unbending courage, his will, his iron control. And as I'd come to expect, she seemed as if she had not yet accepted anything. Not until I related it. I was the essential bearer of the final bad news. In the course of the next hour, we tried to talk like adults. But it was too difficult. There was so much that could have been said and so much that would never be said, and no amount of backup from my three buddies, plus the New York City firemen and policemen who accompanied us, made much difference. But this was a journey I had to complete. I had promised myself I would do it, no matter what it took, because I knew what it would mean to each and every one of them. The sharing of personal anguish with someone who was there, house to house, grief to grief. I considered it my sworn duty, but that did not make it any easier. Maureen hugged us all as we left. I nodded formally to the photograph of my best friend, and we walked down that sad little path to the street. By any standards, it was an expensive, long, and melancholy journey across the United States of America, paid for by the organization for which I work. Like me, like all of us, they understand. And as with many big corporations which have a dedicated workforce, you can tell a lot about them by their corporate philosophy, their written constitution, if you like. It's a piece of writing which defines their employees and their standards. I have for several years tried to base my life on the opening paragraph. In times of uncertainty, there is a special breed of warrior ready to answer our nation's call. A common man with uncommon desire to succeed. Forged by adversity, he stands alongside America's finest special operations forces, to serve his country and the American people, and to protect their way of life. I am that man. My name is Marcus Luttrell. I'm a United States Navy SEAL, team leader, SDV Team 1, Alpha Platoon. Like every other SEAL, I'm trained in weapons, demolition, and unarmed combat. I'm a sniper, and I'm the platoon medic. But most of all, I'm an American. And when the bell sounds, I will come out fighting for my country and for my teammates, if necessary, to the death. And that's not just because the SEALs trained me to do so. It's because I'm willing to do so. I'm a patriot, 
and I fight with the Lone Star of Texas on my right arm and another Texas flag over my heart. For me, defeat is unthinkable. Mikey died in the summer of 2005, fighting shoulder to shoulder with me in the high country of northeast Afghanistan. He was the best officer I ever knew, an iron-souled warrior of colossal, almost unbelievable courage in the face of the enemy. Two who would believe it were my other buddies who also fought and died up there. That's Danny and Axe, two American heroes, two towering figures in a fighting force where valor is a common virtue. Their lives stand as a testimony to the central paragraph of the philosophy of the U.S. Navy SEALs. I will never quit. I persevere and thrive on adversity. My nation expects me to be physically harder and mentally stronger than my enemies. If knocked down, I will get back up every time. I will draw on every remaining ounce of strength to protect my teammates and to accomplish our mission. I am never out of the fight.